Hey everybody, I'm Vaishnavi Charan from Durban in South Africa. I'm sure all of you are so excited for the upcoming event, which is scheduled to take place Friday the 24th of September, ending on Sunday the 26th of September, starting at 6 o'clock South African time, ending at 8 o'clock South African time on all three days. It's a three-day seminar entitled Spring Cleaning the Garden of the Heart, and Mindful Trinity, as collaborated with His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya Swami, is an amazing philosopher and teacher of Vedic knowledge. And I'm so excited to collaborate with him to share this knowledge with all of you. Thank you to all of you that have already registered for the event. My heart is so overwhelmed with all the love and the support that I'm getting from all of you. And I have to thank you over and over again. In fact, I have to thank you in abundance. I'm so grateful to all of you. If it wasn't for you, I would not have been doing what I'm doing. So thank you so much for your love and support. A little bit about the event. As I mentioned, the event is called Spring Cleaning the Garden of the Heart. Why did we choose this topic? In South Africa at the moment, we're heading into spring. During spring, a lot of the women in, in my life have been always spring cleaning their homes. They don't only do it in spring, but spring is a very good time to do that, whether they're actually getting rid of contents in their home that they no longer use, they no longer need, does not serve them any purpose in their lives anymore. So they get rid of it by selling it or giving it away. So just like that, as we, we transition in life, as we grow through life, we, we experience a lot of emotions. A lot of the emotions are actually negative and a lot of the emotions weighs us down. So the only, the only advice we can give ourselves is to move forward. But how do we move forward with all of this, with all of this baggage that actually is weighing us down? We need the tools to help us to transition through life. And that is where His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya Swami comes in. He's got a wealth of knowledge and he's going to be sharing these tools with all of us. I am so delighted that he agreed to be a part of this and I'm so excited to learn from him and also invite him on this platform so you guys can also learn from him. So thank you so much for His Holiness for being a part of this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some of the topics that we're going to be discussing. I also put workbooks together for all of the attendees. The workbooks are only for the attendees and if the attendees cannot attend a certain day, say for instance on a Friday you may be working and you cannot make it at that time, that's perfectly fine. There will be the recording of that day available on YouTube. So it will be privatized for those attendees. So please do send me your email address so I can actually add you to the list. And please do register so you don't miss this opportunity. The topics that we're going to be discussing, internal stock take. There's going to be questionnaires to help you to unpack certain things in order for you to see a difference and feel a difference. It's all about feeling. We're going to be speaking about cleanliness. I've got affirmations and quotes from a lot of philosophers, well-renowned philosophers, in fact. Um, we also be, will be speaking about cleansing the heart. 
renewing the mind, letting go, creating new habits, transitioning through forgiveness, new beginnings. So again, I'm very excited to, um, to actually host such an event. It's my very first international event on a virtual platform. And I'm very, very grateful to all of you for supporting, for supporting me in this venture. And if you need any further information on the, uh, on the event, please send me an email on info at mindfultrinity.co.za or you can send me a DM on any of the online platforms that we are connected on. So looking forward to this and I will see you on Friday. I hope I do. Have an awesome day further. Lots of love and positive vibrations from my heart to yours. Mindful Trinity Disclaimer The opinions, views and beliefs expressed are those of our guest speakers and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Mindful Trinity or the policies of the company thereof. The content of the show does not constitute any legal or medical advice and is provided for the general insight and guidance. If you require specific legal, medical or any professional advice, you should contact a specialist or a qualified practitioner. Please note, Mindful Trinity is a non-religious, non-sectarian organization and we are not affiliated to any religious organization. Good morning and welcome to our beautiful viewers. So today we're actually going to be speaking with um, a very amazing guest. He's been on our podcast several times and I'm so grateful that he took time out of his busy schedule to be with us again today. It's the start of spring. With spring, is actually new beginnings. So we're going to be discussing spring cleaning with a twist. But before we get into it, I'm going to introduce our guest speaker. He's a well-renowned spiritual leader, a spiritual activist, a philosopher, and a teacher of philosophy. He's also a practitioner of bhakti yoga for over 48 years. And he's also an author of books on pilgrimage sites, actually famous pilgrimage sites in India. Um, well, sites in India. It's also, um, yeah, basically it's actually formerly from New Zealand. And since 1980, he's been spending majority of his time here in South Africa. Also been traveling to various parts of the globe prior to this pandemic. And during this pandemic, he's also been in the online world, educating us on spirituality and philosophy, trying to take us out of our minds and into a new world with this amazing knowledge. So please join me in welcoming His Holiness Bhakti Chaitanya Swami. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you again. Very nice. Thank you so much for taking time um, out of this, out of your busy schedule, like I said. And um, His Holiness, I'm actually so grateful that you're here to educate us. And you know what, we're living in a time right now, as I mentioned, a lot of us are actually living in our minds and we think things will not get better, but we, we should also realize things like, well, everything we, we go through is temporary. True, very true, yeah. very true. 
So we're going to be uh, discussing spring cleaning with the twist, very interesting topic. Can you tell us more about the topic and what does it mean to you? Sure. Yeah, well, <clears throat> spring cleaning generally, the idea is that uh, you know, people who are living at home and yeah, with a family and there's a group of them that <clears throat> of course they try to keep things clean. Uh, yeah, they try to keep things clean, but without necessarily really going in depth uh, to clean the whole place, you know, on a, like a daily basis or something like that. It tends to be a bit on the surface, <clears throat> but then the idea, you know, traditionally of a, of a spring cleaning, it's, it's in English, I mean, from England, the concept is there that, that once a year and, and really get right down to, uh, you know, right down to the essence of the whole, the whole situation in, in the kitchen or in the house and just get everything really spotless rather than, you know, the kind of more superficial cleaning which they would normally do, you know, on a, on a daily or some sort of regular basis. So now the idea here, this is, we're talking here about spring cleaning, but with a twist, as you mentioned. <clears throat> and with a twist means that uh, we're talking about the, the state of the heart, not just the state of your kitchen, your stove, or, or the house, but you. What, what is the essence of you? And really coming, coming into yourself, uh, your heart, your feelings, your ideas, your conceptions in life and your motivations, your attitudes, all these types of deeper and very personal aspects of a person, of their life, of themselves, and to really try to get rid of some of the accumulated, um, say, what would you say, emotional and conceptual types of, of things which are hanging around in our, ourselves um, and, and a lot of which we just pick up, people just pick up from watching television and, you know, just reading the paper or, you know, all these types of things that that we're exposed to, but a lot of which is, is not really very positive or very helpful because, you know, for example, <clears throat> that, uh, you know, if you, read, if you read the news, then you see that there's so much bad news. Mm -hmm. 
the, the majority of the news is bad news. Like right now, right now in uh, KZN or in, in this part of South Africa, there's a whole lot of rioting going on. And, you know, it's really dangerous. It's really nasty situation. So people get exposed to this. Uh, they read all the reports of the bad news and, and it all goes in to our psychological and emotional systems. And the problem is that it doesn't come out so easily. It builds up. And so, so there's a tendency for there to be a buildup of negativity within ourselves, within our minds, our thinking, within our emotions. There's this tendency to have a buildup of negativity, which, which then affects us, affects our lives in all sorts of ways. It affects our relationships, like with family members. You know, for, for example, I'm, I'm sure you and, and all the, uh, the, the people who are online now, you've all had the experience of you go to work and somehow other that day is like a really bad day at work. It's really difficult you know, people harassing you or whatever it is. But then you go home and you carry that home with you, the negativity. And now, now you're at home with the family, but because your mind is disturbed due to the different things you've been exposed to at work during the day, then, uh, you know, your interactions with your family members they become affected by that. You know, for example, I mean, this is a very vivid example. People who are soldiers, they, uh, they uh, you know, they go and fight recently in places like Iraq, mm -hmm. Afghanistan, and they get exposed to the horrors of that. And then they get you know, different types of disorders, like deep, really deep malfunctions uh, internally within their hearts, within their minds, their emotions, and they become disturbed people. So, you know, of course, that's, that's extreme, being exposed on, on a daily basis, regular basis to war and the horrors of it. But just being exposed to the regular stuff at work or the children at school, you know, people pick up all, all sorts of things which kind of imprint themselves on the internal circuitry. And so every now and then, for those who are practitioners of spiritual life, like myself for many years, as you mentioned, getting on for 50 years, um, our experience is that it really helps, it's very important to 
uh, every now and then, it might be once a year, it might be six months, it might be three, it would depend. That's really flexible. But every now and then we should do like an internal stock take of where am I at? How is my thinking? How are my emotions? How are my attitudes? How are my relationships? And yeah, what, what sort of state am I in? And, um, you know, oftentimes, because like I said, we get exposed to all sorts of negativity, you know, just like watching television, all the violence which is there. I was reading a, a few months ago, a report from some like parents group in, in America, how by the time your average child reaches like 16 or 18 years, if they're watching television regularly, they've seen how many people supposedly killed and all sorts of drama and shocking stuff. And what goes in, you know, it doesn't like just go away. So therefore, we have in spiritual life, we have this idea of doing a stock take every now and then, doing a self-analysis. Uh, and even, you know, you can, you can meet with people who know you well and get their perspective on how you're doing. And then, so first of all, make an evaluation. Where am I at now? and then see what sort of things which I've picked up over the last however long, what sort of things would it really be best if I clean out? So, yeah, you know, it's a type of, you could say, spiritual psychology even to evaluate and, and then see uh, how can I improve myself so that I become a better person, a happier person, a more stable person who, who is capable of really having deeper and, and more valuable relationships yes. and, you know, including helping others, being able to be uh, a positive influence in the lives of like my children, my spouse, my relatives, friends, and so on. Uh, ra rather than just being a product of the environment, because <laughs> the environment is not so great, as we've said. Yeah, so this is the idea of, of a spring cleaning mm -hmm. with a twist, you know, you, you don't want to go into sort of like every day, a permanent state of, of self-consciousness. And, you know, then, then you just get too much into your, your head. But every now and then, in as objective a way as possible, it's really a good idea to step back and see how you're doing 
make an, a, a careful evalu evaluation, and then see how to improve things. That's the idea. I actually like what you said about self-evaluation. In fact, when I was thinking about this topic as well, I was thinking whilst growing up amongst uh, the Indian women in our community, used to always sprinkle in the homes during uh, the beginning of the spring or also during the Christmas period. I used to take all of the curtains out and wash them, wash the floors. In fact, they should clean every inch of the home. And I used to think, wow, clean so much of that because I mean, as, as the years are going, as we are living on this earth, it's so much of things we're accumulating as well. Sometimes we do this exercise by giving uh, stuff away from the house, things that we're not using anymore. But some people don't want to give it away because they have some sort of attachment to that and they want to keep it. So when you said self-evaluation, it made me think so many years we spent on this earth, how much of emotions we have in our hearts, which is also, also in the mind. We have so much and we're not getting rid of it. And if we're not getting rid of it, it's all just building up, building up, building up and not making any use of it. We just have to let it go. You know, I, I also need to ask you this. It's, um, how, do you have any practical tools that we could use to help us get rid of all of these emotions that are unwanted? It's not serving any purpose within our bodies and in the mind, of course, also in the heart. How do we get rid of it? Yeah, sure. You know, this brings us more into the spiritual aspect or and or psychological aspect. You know, it's, it's one thing becoming aware by doing some in, introspection. Uh, you know, that's got to be there. You've got to start with introspection. But then you need some tools, some actual tools to, uh, you know, to affect some change. Otherwise, you know, if you haven't got the tools, you just remain the same old person. <laughs> and that may not be so wonderful. It really may not be so wonderful. So, you know, <clears throat> uh, well, in spiritual circles, shall we say, um, one, of the main, one of the main tools is prayer. And this, of course, this applies, you know, in a Christian or, or Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or, uh, I mean, traditional African religion also, and all these types of circles is prayer. So that's, that's part of it. Um, in the in the more Indian tradition, which you know I've been involved in and really involved in for almost fifty years, <clears throat> we also we use prayer, but there are different types of prayer. One is just your personal prayer that, oh God, please help me in this way or that. If everybody knows about that sort of thing. And, and God is there, so he, he's, he helps. He helps. 
as he likes. But particularly, <clears throat> we, we use mantra. We use mantra, which is a form of prayer. It's very much a form of prayer. But it's, you know, it's like a very specialized form of prayer. Specialized in the sense that um, the sound vibration, it has a, just the sound, even if you don't understand it. Normally when you pray, when a person prays, they understand what they're praying for and what they're saying. But now in this case of mantra, this is sound vibration, which, you know, is addressing God, okay, but even if a person is an atheist, the thing is, this, the sound vibration has a cleansing potency of its own, which is quite independent of whether you understand it or, you know, even just what your attitude is. Uh, yeah, it has a special built-in potency in and of itself. Just like, uh, you know, you could say just like food. You eat food and it, it has potency depending you know, if it's good food, it makes you stronger and healthier and all that. And if it's, you know, if it's contaminated food, it makes you sick. And it's not really a, a matter of your attitude so much. It's just the nature of the food. It, it has its power to act. <clears throat> so similarly, different types of sound vibrations they have different types of powers to act on your internal makeup. <clears throat> Just to give you a very simple example, if, you, um, if you're living in the middle of a big city and there's a whole lot of traffic and <clears throat> you know that sort of thing for hours and hours and it's noisy, then that has the effect on you of disturbing your system. If, if you're in a very peaceful place, if you're in a really peaceful place, then like, for example, a typical example is if you are next to a, like a gentle river, the, so the sound of moving water it has a soothing effect. This has been clinically shown many, many times. Uh, yeah, it has a soothing effect. Different sounds have different effects on our internal being. So mantra, in the, the tradition of mantra in India, it's very scientific that different types of spiritual sound vibrations have different effects on our internal condition, our emotional condition, psychological condition, our attitudes, and so on. In fact, mantra, the word mantra, 
it's a Sanskrit word, ancient language of India. And mantra, it's actually a compound of two words, man and tra. Man means the mind and tra means to deliver. So a mantra then is, is a sound vibration which delivers the mind from, you know, like negativity, etc., etc. And the fact is that if people chant mantra, real, real mantra, not just some concocted sound, then they will they will see that it has effects on them. Noticeable, objectively verifiable, you know, it's scientific, these types of effects. Yeah, so, so therefore mantra, you know, the practice of chanting mantra has been around in India since before recorded time. Uh, and, and because it's effective, it's still being practiced now thousands and even more than thousands of years later. So, um, so we, I, I recommend mantra. I recommend prayer in the general sense. You know, if you're from a Christian background, if you're from a Catholic background, they, they chant, you know, the Jesus prayer, Hail Mary. Uh, if you're from an Anglican background, they're different prayers. If you're from an Islamic background, of course, there's prayers there. Um, so, so in general, I recommend prayer. Uh, first of all, in the sense of getting some help from up there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because oftentimes, you know, <clears throat> certain things in our lives are beyond our easy control or completely beyond our control altogether. Yeah. So get some mercy, but then also this the use of mantra, which has this sound vibration with this special potency, you know, special power. In fact, traditionally in India, they... Uh, <clears throat> they used to use mantra <clears throat> to cure illness. Because not only, I mean, this is a very high level and very sort of <clears throat> esoteric level of mantra. Mm -hmm. but, but the thing is, not only does it, may it affect the functionings of your, your thinking mm -hmm. and your feelings, but it can actually change physical structures yes. it can actually change physical structures yeah yeah well, i've been reading a lot about mantra as well it can change your own uh, psychological um what is it called again i think your own psychology within the body and i mean because the vibration is positive it's like ripple effect like when you throw a stone in water and now the water actually just go in ripples so I'm sure the same actually also applies to the place that you are living in, 
And if it's done in a community of like-minded people, it's more powerful. What would you say? Yeah. 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 You know, they say that there are certain different things which like typical things in life, which if you change them in constructive ways, mm -hmm. then they change you. Yeah. Like, you know, I was talking about mantras, the sound vibrations you hear, but it's not just that, just the, the nature of the place you live in. If it's a nice place, if it's a you know, a nice environment, if it's a clean place. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a saying that if a uh, religious, if a spiritually minded person is in a dirty place, either the dirt will go or the person will go. <laughs> and if the person if the person and the dirt do not go, but if they co coexist, then it means that the spiritually minded person has become less spiritual. Wow. <laughs> because dirt, you know, dirt has a degrading effect on our thinking processes. Yeah, that's so true. That's very true. When, yeah. uh, what would you say, okay, Regarding that now, because I mean, I, I think a lot of people will be very interested in what, what you just uh, mentioned. When is the perfect time to practice these exercises? Because I mean, with exercise comes, um, I think, betterment in life. And anything yeah. that we, we actually welcome into our life, we need to practice in order to get good at it. Right. Yeah, well, you know, the best time, in one sense, the best time is always now. In another sense, uh, the best time is early in the morning because mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere is kind of cleaner. There's less noise and, you know, you're feeling refreshed having, having had rest through the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the early mornings are a very good time for spiritual activity. Uh, but I also, I wanted to mention in regard to different things which change us, you know, the place you live, then what you read, who you associate with. I spend time, I used to spend time in Russia before the pandemic, and there's a saying there, show me the people that you associate with, and I'll tell you who you are. So, and then there's the food you eat, then there's the music you hear, what you read, you know, all these things have their effect. But when it comes to like, you know, a bit of a discipline, some sort of practice, like I mentioned prayer, meditation, mantra, meditation, the early morning is the best time. Um, any any times better than no time, but you know, like at work, of course, it'll be difficult. When you come home from work, you're tired usually. So you know that's not as good a time as early in the morning when you're fresh, 
and you know you're 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 rested so so we generally recommend that people do some meditation some prayer some chanting of mantra uh, early in the morning i mean 24 hours a day is great too but yeah. early in the morning <laughs> is the optimum time for these things okay i know i've been hearing a lot of people say because this um new way of life for them it's actually quite new they say although they know it's actually the right way but they're not ready to give up their old habits um although they know the bad habits is actually not good for them but they're not ready what inspiration or advice can you give them in order to move forward because mindful trinity is all about um, collectively, you know, helping our audience come together to heal, learn, to advance, to grow, and ultimately move forward. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, they say old habits die hard. And, uh, you know, so I would say there are two main parts to this answer. One is that we have to make an effort. <clears throat> we have to, you know, they say practice makes perfect. And even though something uh, may at this point be, you know, not really, we're not really capable of getting it together. But uh, like anything, if you practice, after a while, practice makes perfect. You know, when you're learning to drive a car, at first, it's hopeless. And, you know, things like that, learning to operate a computer or a particular computer program, at first, it's just like, it can be overwhelming. But if you study and if you practice, then gradually it comes. So, so that's got to be there, a little perseverance. And even, even though at first you don't succeed, try again, keep trying. Then there's a second side though, like I said, the second side is that we, we need some help. So that help can come just from like-minded people that's a very important part of help. That's association. You should associate with people who are capable of being supportive and helping you. And yeah, and take some guidance and suggestion and support from them. But then there's another help, and that's also from, you know, above. <laughs> Yeah, in, in our tradition, there's a story. There's a story of uh, one little child who was being naughty and his mother to correct him. She didn't want to hit him, but she wanted to do something which would, you know, through which he would learn you know, that, oh, I shouldn't be naughty. So she tied him up. 
Um, but when she tied, the rope was always two fingers too short. It's a mystical story. The rope was two fingers too short. So what she did, she tried, that was one finger, the effort. The effort made was one finger. And she prayed for mercy. That was the second finger. And then the rope, which was two fingers too short, then it was long enough. So from that, we learn that we have to make the effort. This is my effort finger. But we also need some mercy from above. And this is the mercy finger. <laughs> but if you look at my two fingers, you see the mercy finger is bigger than the effort finger. So the, the moral of the story is you have to try your best, but ultimately, <clears throat> because, you know, it's very difficult to, to control your life, there's a, a real need for some uh, divine in, intervention. So uh, ultimately, the help from above is, is the main thing. But, but not to the exclusion of your, your personal effort. So like this, making a real effort and getting help in different ways from suitable sources. This is, this is how you, this is how, you know, people who have had serious personal problems like serious alcoholism, drug addiction, and so on. This is how they've been able to come right. Yeah, but you gotta have both those things. <clears throat> it's not enough just to try and be, you know, I'll be strong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you gotta try to be strong, but that's not enough in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You spoke about association, especially when we're going through bad habits keeping our association is also very important. How does one know which association is actually good for them and will ultimately help them in the long run? Yeah, well, you know, like um, we, we put a lot of emphasis on spiritual association. Um, but you know, even if someone is not so spiritually oriented or inclined, but, but they want to improve themselves and become, you know, a better person, a stronger person, a clearer thinking person, more decisive type of person, whatever like that. Then you have to look for association, which is more advanced than you in what you are trying to do. Yeah. They got to be more advanced and then they can help you. Of course, people who are kind of on the same level, roughly, that's nice. You know, you can reinforce each other, but ultimately, there has to be association of people who are, who are into the same thing you want to get into, but they're more advanced than you. 
and then then they can help you because they've already they've already trodden the part of the path which you are treading now i can tell you a little story my spiritual master Prabhupada, he came from india to america 1965 long time ago he came by ship and one day they were crossing the Mediterranean and it's just ocean, left, right, behind, forward, it's just the sea. And the, uh, the captain came and told our spiritual master that, you know, in 45 minutes over on that side, we will see land. Okay. So sure enough, in 45 minutes over on that side, our spiritual master, he saw land and he thought, well, how did he know that? Is it some sort of magic? But it wasn't magic. It was because the captain had been on that route before and he knew that when you're at this point, this happens. When you're at another point, something else happens. And at this point, you know, after so long, you see land. So we need that sort of association of people who've already been through at least the part of the path we're on now, even if they haven't been the whole way to the end, you know, to the perfection. But at least if they've already traversed the part of the path which which we're on now and then they then they know what we're going through and and they know how to address the different challenges that we're going through now etc cetera, etc cetera. so this sort of association is a must and you know kind of obviously the the wrong sort of association is people who just have like conflicting in, uh, interests. Oh yeah. You know, particularly like Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, you got to keep away from the alcoholics, the, the practicing alcoholics, because while you're, you know, still not really stable, you can just fall down any time. So, I mean, you know, obviously not everyone's got the danger of becoming a, an alcoholic, but we all have our weaknesses yeah. and things which, which could easily undermine whatever positive development we're trying to make. So we have to avoid those people who would kind of encourage the, the development of the negativity that we're trying to get out of. Okay. Um, could you actually tell us more about friendships and the, especially in with regards to association? I remember reading something recently. I think the author is um, Srila Rupa Goswami, where he speaks about friendship, who you should be taking friendship from, uh, whether it's actually someone that's on a lower um, way. When I say lower, I mean by giving them your association. It's like your 
not your peers. Your peers is actually above that. And I think above sure. that is someone where, like your teacher who's going to be educational. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah, right. You know, there are, there are three levels of people in relation to everybody. Uh, there are people who are junior. There are people who are more or less same level. And then there are people on higher level. That, that's the same with every, everyone and every in any situation in life. So, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, if we're talking about developing ourselves, improving ourselves, like doing, doing some cleaning inside, then uh, people, people who have the same sort of interest but they're just not doing as well as you're doing. Or maybe they're, you know, they're newer to it than you. Then you should try and help them. You don't want to get caught up in their problems. So they become your problems also. But you, you should try and help them to deal with the problems they have in, in trying to improve themselves in, in the same sort of field that you're trying to improve yourself. And then those who are, so, so it's kind of parental, you could say. You could say like that. A parent, you know, obviously nourishes the child, protects the child from difficulty and danger helps the child in different ways. So when you're, dealing, when you're dealing with people who have a similar type of interest in terms of development, personal development, <clears throat> then like a parent, you should try and give them guidance, help them to understand what not to do. Then people who are more or less on the same level, you cultivate a friendship, a sharing of equals in which, you, you know, you can share your experiences and they can share with you their experiences. In this way, you both learn from each other, but, but not so much in the sense of being instructed, but just by sharing common uh, experience and, and you can also share as equals, as brothers, as sisters, like that. You can share projects in, in the particular field of development you're, you're trying, that you're both sharing. So you can share projects <clears throat> of, uh, yeah, of different practices. And then with people who are on a higher level, more experienced than you, been, been involved in it more than you, and you know, they've obviously made progress and, and you'd like to become like them, that sort of thing, then there are two main things. One is to, to hear from them. Not, not so much sort of, you know, certainly not try to really advise them <laughs> because you're the one who needs the advice. 
Um, so, so to get some guidance, get some direction and suggestions. Uh, in other words, they they're they're like teachers. You're like the student type of thing. And then and then you should reciprocate with them. This is the second part. You don't just learn from a teacher and just say, okay, thanks, see you later. But you should reciprocate. You know, it's gratitude, appreciation is a very important part of self-development. So we should be grateful for the help we get, particularly from more experienced and more developed and advanced persons. Uh, you know, we should reciprocate uh, just because it's the right thing to do, first of all, uh, but then we should reciprocate because it will encourage them to help us further. Because, you know, particularly people who are very advanced in some spiritual process, you know, they're, they're like oceans. There's just so much there. And, you know, they can't teach you everything like in 10 minutes or having a little session together for half an hour. But, you know, they may, it may take years to really learn from them what they have to offer. So if you reciprocate nicely, if you have a real a mood of grat um, gratitude, that'll encourage them. They'll want to help you and you'll benefit on and on and on, on an ongoing basis. Thank you so much for that explanation. It really speaks to my heart and I'm absolutely grateful to you for always making time for myself and Mindful Trinity. We educate all of us on this path of spirituality and basically making us better people. We are planning an event uh, for, for spring, well, um, actually the first, first month of spring, which is September 24th to the 26th. And it's about self-development, spring cleaning the garden, garden of the heart with right. His Holiness uh, Bhakti Chaitanya Swami. Maharaj, do you want to tell us more about this event and what our audience can expect to maybe people want to actually book and be there with, with you, with all of us learning and making ourselves better? Sure, yeah. Well, you can expect and you will get some, some different stories which illustrate some of these points we've been making today, you know, like What's the effect of bad association? What's the effect of good association? What, what, what is the result of being, giving good association? I mean, just, yeah. Uh, you, can, you can expect some stories, uh, not just stories, but actual historical accounts uh, in the lives of, of certain important people in, in spiritual circles. Uh, and accounts and, and events, different special events which occurred, uh, yeah, of uh, uh, amongst groups of people, of collective, collective improvement, collective cleansing of, of the heart, then you can also expect um, you can also expect techniques, 
techniques. Like I mentioned mantra, I mentioned little meditation, I mentioned prayer, uh, but there are other things too. There are other things, like just as an example, uh, gen generally people are prone to focus on themselves, look after number one. But it's a really wonderful practice for cleansing the heart and getting free of negativity and stuff like that uh, to, do, to do some helpful activity to help others. Yeah, to open your heart and, and not just be focused on you, but to broaden your vision to help other people and not just people, but to help other living entities. Yes. Um, and, and there's, there, yeah, there's different, that's just one example, but there are different things that can be done which will help to open your heart and let out some of the accumulated undesirable stuff and bring in, make yourself more receptive to the positive things. So uh, like this, this in very, very simple terms, we'll be exploring uh, these types of, of subjects and activities and like that. Well, we will give everyone some exercises to do. Lovely, lovely. Yes, yes. <laughs> outside of the program times. Mm -hmm. We're going to tell you, go and do this and go and do that and see what happens. I am so excited. My heart is so happy. It's so full right now. And it's all thanks to you. Thank you so much for making time for us and for yeah, to taking this time to actually educate us, to actually take us on this journey within. We're always taking journeys out. We want to explore the world, try to find different parts of the planet, but we fail to realize the real happiness is within here. Thank you for actually opening my eyes and opening my, opening my heart. You know, all of us are vibrating at various frequencies. And we, when you spoke about association, it made me realize that I'm I'm so fortunate to be in your association because you are vibrating at a different frequency, higher than mine. And that is why I want to be in your association all the time. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Haribo, thank you. See you later. Yes, and to our audience, thank you so much for listening in. Like I always say, if this resonated with you, please give us a like, rate us on Apple Podcast or Spotify, or even give us a comment, give us a review also on YouTube and share this with all your friends that are also on this journey, wanting to make a change in their lives and yes, to better their lives. Thank you once again, and I will see you soon at the event.